So reflecting on the way it is, we can see here and now this room is like this. Retreat Sunday Shrine Room. We can be in here and we can we can uh, not notice it or we can have views and opinions about it. Just, whatever your views or preferences or feelings, you just know that like this. And during this next week, there'll be a lot of kind of comings and goings and things happening that we can't control it kind of into a perfect retreat situation where where they uh, you know we've got everything you know under control and perfect for what we want what we regard as a proper formal retreat I know that just to be aware of like expectation what we the view about what a proper retreat should be or formal retreat and as whatever you you know whatever opinions views you have just know that the way they are you know the kind of irritation or frustration or aversion you might feel you can use all this for meditation the important thing is to is the awareness it is the way it is rather than you know, try to just uh, suppress your feelings or ignore or just get very upset and angry about things not going the way you want and and then uh, not looking at that, not, not taking the opportunity to observe the way it is. If one is upset and about the way it is, we can use that. That's a part of the meditation. Being upset is like this. So unwanted things happen in any retreat, like the the window in the temple, the electric motor that opens and closes it doesn't doesn't work. High tech, isn't it? <laughs> and these long pole. <laughs> Or we could get knotted ropes and hang them from the beams and learn to climb up ropes to open and close the window. <laughs> a good uh, physical exercise. Then the spotlight went out. I noticed, you know, just in my own 
you know, kind of mind, just that when things go wrong, or things break, or, you know, things aren't going, you know, it, you know in a way that I, I feel frustration, or even, you know, just, uh, you know, frustration maybe, or irritation with it, then, you know, I can... I'd like to use those situations. It's because I feel that when the, if the window doesn't close and the spotlight doesn't go on, then I feel a certain way. I'm a, I'm aware of that feeling of not wanting the spotlight to be broken or the window or whatever. This feeling of wanting to get it fixed right away. We could just get somebody in to do it right now between breaks, between <laughs> so it doesn't interfere with my practice. But notice in, in all of this mindfulness is the is this uh, is the important factor, isn't it? Because your concentration can get disrupted, but mindfulness as you trust it, then it it opens to life, to the flow of life as as an experience with its the sati sampachanya or awareness of perception, intuitive awareness. I keep reiterating this so that you begin to, to really appreciate the difference between awareness and intuitive awareness and, and thinking and analysis and, and, uh, or coming from, you know, trying to get something or get rid of something through the controlling mind. So like thinking, the thinking process, if you, you're caught into that, then, then you're, you will end up, you know, always where well, it should be like this, but it shouldn't be like that, and and uh, this is right and this is wrong. And even like like we can say, Buddhism is right. We say the Buddhist teachings are right. And then and then stop there. Get attached to the idea that Buddhist te- teachings are right. And then the result of that, if we don't have sati sampachanya along with that, then we, then we become people who are Buddhists who feel we're right because we're following the right teachings. I mean, the whole logic and the, uh, to attachment to the, to the perception. Well, as if we become like that, we can become self-righteous Buddhists. We can, we can feel that any other form of Buddhism it doesn't kind of fit into what we consider right, then is wrong, or other religions are wrong. Because they, because they don't even talk about Buddhism or Dhamma. And that's, that's the thinking, and that's notice how limiting that is. The thoughts, uh, perceptions, you know, you're stuck with, with, uh, Oftentimes, very in, inferior kind of perceptions. 
of yourself. You know, you, we can be very attached to very negative uh, perceptions of, a, of oneself and think it's right. Then a perception is being aware of perception. Perception of myself or that Buddhism is right is like this. You can see that Buddhism, the Buddhist teachings, right and all, arises and ceases. And what's left is this. There's still consciousness, awareness, intelligence. It's an intelligent, pure. It's not my purity as a personal achievement. It's naturally pure. And notice this includes both the, the body and the emotions and the intellect. So it's, this is like the Eightfold Path, and the Sila Samadhi Panya. Because Sati Sampachanya includes, so the body is included now. Not, not dismissing the physical condition that we're experiencing. Includes the emotional, and whatever state your body's in, whether it's healthy, sickly, strong and weak, male or female, young or old, whatever is the quality isn't the issue, is it? I'm not saying how your body should be, but the body is included in this moment. Uh, A perception, ability to embrace that which is uh, so the body's right now this is my, my experience this body's here then they can feel it the emotional state it includes that the emotional state no matter what way whether it's you're happy or sad or elated or depressed or confused or clear or confident or doubtful or jealous or frightened greedy, lustful it includes it includes all those but it's noticing the way it's not critical yeah, we're not saying you shouldn't have lustful emotions or anything like that not making moral judgments Because we're using sati sampachanya, then, then if you get caught up in your brain, your intellect, then it says, "Oh, you're having lustful thoughts in the shrine room. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. <laughs> that's 
that you're not a very good monk or nun if you do things like that. You're impure. And we have the, because we're very attached to, to these judgment, this judgmental critical function of, that we have. But Satisampatanya includes that, includes the judgment, as you can see. It doesn't judging judgment, it's just noticing uh, the kind of uh, tyrannical, self-righteous superego that says, you shouldn't be the way you are, you should, you should be more, you shouldn't be selfish, you should be compassionate and loving, you should... all that kind of thing. Buddhism is right. I'm getting nowhere in my practice. I'm <laughs> that kind of thing. The whole thing is is uh, Sati Sampatanya embraces that. He, you know, it's a, like it. It's it's just noticing the way it is. So I can listen to to my intellect, my superego. I know that. I know you. And the emotional state, the body. And it, it's patient with all this. It's not, not trying to control or anything. Not trying to, to make any problem about it. But just as we relax and open to these things then we allow them to they change on their own They're, they have their own karmic force and we're giving them that opportunity because our refuge is not in thinking or emotions or physical body So just see this refuge of this, yeah, just this simple ability to listen, be attentive to this moment. Then I always refer to the sound of silence because that every time that I just open, that's what I hear. You know, that's like the edge of it, and that contains that embraces the the body, the emotional quality, or the thinking mind, all at once. You know, it's, it's not like. A, B, C, or anything in, a, in, in tandem or in sequence, but in just the way it is, you know, just as a whole. It includes, it doesn't pick and choose. You know, I, li- I want this, but I don't want that. And just noticing this, trusting and valuing this ability that each one of us has. 
something to really treasure and cultivate. Reflect on intuition then is a like the point that includes and embraces uh, this is, you know, this is the mind, we have this intuitive ability or thinking ability which excludes the point you get through concentrating on an object, the one point that you focus on to exclude or when you're using intuitive awareness then it includes the, it's the perception of a point, isn't it? Is, uh, when you take it literally, it means one actually excludes anything that's not in the in that point. That's a rational, logical way of looking at it. So, like one pointedness can be seen in terms of one point that excludes everything, because that's the logic of a, of the thought. And intuition is non, non-verbal, non-thinking. So it's, the point is in everywhere. It includes. So it says sati sampachanya, sati panya, these are the, these are the words that the Buddha, you know, develop, uses to describe the path to the deathless. That's why you can't you can't do it through thinking or analysis or definition or acquiring all the knowledge in the in the Abhidhamma, Pitika and the suttas and all this and you know, just becoming an expert on Buddhism because you know, you're not you're you're you know, might know a lot about it but you don't know it. like knowing all about honey without tasting it. Chemical formulas, different qualities, which is rated the highest and the the best and the sweetest. What is considered common and vulgar honey and what is lower realm honey. You might know all about it, but not know the flavor of any of it. pictures of it and and uh, portraits Buddha Rupas the whole lot but then this taste of honey in terms of intuition is like this isn't it when if you just taste honey then you know you're intuitively aware it's like this it tastes like this Sweetness is like this. So intuition is, you know, it's panya comes from intuition, not from analysis. 
So you can know all about Buddhism and still not have, not use any wisdom in your life. So the word combination sati panya, sati sampachanya. I really like these words actually. <laughs> you might have noticed. And then sati sampajanya is not some kind of thing you learn through, you know, through acquiring it. It's, it's, it's awakening, is when it, learning to trust this awakening, paying attention to life. It's not like you can acquire sati sampajanya through studying about it, or through, you know, through your personal efforts. It's, it's an, Imminent act of trust in the unknown because you don't you you can't you can't get hold of it. Define it for me. Describe it to me. Tell me if I be if I have it and that kind of thing. It's the you know nobody can say you. Well, I think you have it. You look like you you having. You know you look like you're mindful right now. You might. You know a lot of people that look mindful aren't necessarily mindful at all. <laughs> Uh, it's not a matter of someone telling you or acquiring all the right definitions for the words, but in recognizing, realizing it, the reality of it, and trusting it. So to me, it, uh, I used to experiment with this because I, I being from my background, I spent so many years in university studying and so conditioned to to want to define and understand everything through the intellect that is always in state of doubt because the more I tried to figure everything out you know I'm quite good at figuring it out but still wasn't quite certain whether I got it right or not because the the thinking process has no certainty to it it has kind of it's clean and neat and tidy, but it is not liberating in itself. You know, like intellectual things are are much, you know, they're much kind of emotional things are a bit messy. And the emotions, you get cry and 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 you feel sad, and you cry, and you feel. Sorry, and you you feel angry, and feel emotions like jealousy and envy, and all these kind of messy feelings. And then, but a but a nice intellectual frame of reference is so you know so pleasurable because it's so tidy and neat and uh, isn't messy. Doesn't get sticky wet and soggy.
So the But it doesn't feel anything either. When you're caught in the intellect, then you, it, it, it sucks you off from your feeling, you know, because your emotional life goes, doesn't work anymore. So you suppress it because, you know, you're, if you're attached to thought, reason, logic, then it, it has its pleasure and its gifts, but it also makes you very insensitive. Because thoughts, they don't have any sensitive capability, do they? Thoughts are not sensitive conditions. Or ideals about all is love, or, or universal compassion. The words themselves, you know, they, they have no ability to feel emotion, or even compassion, or anything like that. So when we attach to the ideals, then even though we might attach to the to the most beautiful, perfect ideals, that attachment blinds us. You know, we can we can talk about how we all must love each other and have compassion for all sentient beings, and not be able to, in any practical way, do that or feel it or no, notice it. So you then going into the heart, you know, the emotional where oftentimes it's it's uh, it is it's 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 amorphous where it is you can't really where it isn't clean and neat and tidy like the intellect where the emotions are or can be all over the place. And then the intellect says, oh, they're so, so messy. Emotional things are so messy and, you know, you can't trust them and, and, uh, feel embarrassed. It's embarrassing. I don't want to be considered emotional. The Ajahn Tomato is very emotional. I, think, mm, I don't want people to think that. I'm reasonable. Well, like that. <laughs> Intelligent, reasonable, kind. But I say, I just made us very emotional. It makes me sound like I'm weak and wet. Doesn't it? At least to me. Tomatoes emotional. You know, he cries and he weeps and he, and he, he's wet and he's kind of all over the place. It's, uh, ugh. So you think of Ajahn Sumedho as mindful. That's nice. <laughs> Intelligent, mindful, and wise. Balanced. <laughs> So 
So emotions then are oftentimes just ignored or rejected, not appreciated, not, we don't learn from them because we're always rejecting them or denying them. At least I found this easy to do myself. So in the Sati Sampachanya, it's like opening and willing to be a mess. Let a mess be a mess. A mess is like this. Wet, weakness, all over the place. Being foolish and silly, stupid and all that. All these, you know, it's like this. So it's like the Sati Sampachanya embraces all that, not judging, passing judgment or or uh, trying to control or pick or choose, but just notice it's like this. If this, if this is emotion that's present, this is the way it is. It's like this. So the point that includes, notice that it's it's the here and now, like Pachuban, Pachubana Dhamma. Just this switching on, this attention, this imminent kind of slight shift. Just it isn't very much, is it? Just just opening, relaxing, and opening to this present, listening, being attentive not going into some kind of real super-duper samadhi at all. It's, it's just like this. It doesn't seem like much at all. And you kind of relax and trust, rest in it. You find it, it sustains itself. It's natural. It's not created by you. You're not creating it. And then in this in this openness of this one point that includes, then you can be aware of maybe emotions that you 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 don't bother with, like be feeling lonely or sad, these kind of things, or this this kind of subtleties of you know resentment or disappointment or. You know, the, the, the extreme ones are quite easy, you know, easy because they kind of force themselves to attention. But as you open, then you can be aware of just the subtlety of emotions. 
and not judging this, it's just embracing it so that it's not making a problem about the way it is, it's just knowing the way it is, it's like this, at this moment, the feeling, the the sanya, waiting the sanya sankara is like this. Bodies like this, rupa, like this. So notice if you if you open to like emotional feeling the mood without judging it don't make any problem whatever you know its quality is just any kind of feeling whether it's emotional or physical I need to embrace it to sustain your attention like holding it without trying to get rid of it or change it or think about it, we're just totally accepting the mood you're in, the, the emotional or the physical sensations if they're like pain or itching or whatever, tensions in this sense of well-being of embracing. Now when I do this, I notice that they all, you know, you're aware of their changing this. Like you, you're willing to let something be what it is. And it changes. And, uh, you're, and then you begin to recognize or re- realize non-attachment. It's like, even though we say embracing, in this way, Sadi Sampachani isn't attaching to them. It's not like, not Ubadana. It's letting, you know, like embracing this sense of wideness. It includes, it's not picky, choosy. You know, it's not saying I'll embrace only the good things and, and uh, bad ones I won't bad along with the good, you know, the whole thing. The worm and the apple and the snake and the gun. <laughs> and so and it's like this allowing things to be what they are. So it's not like approving, not saying that you have to love worms and want them in your apples and uh, and like them as well as you like apples. It's not being uh, asking you to be silly or ridiculous or impossible, but it's uh, encouraging you to to allow things to exist, even the things you don't like to exist. Because if they exist, that's what they do. They're existing. It's not up to me to say. To I'm not God. You know, saying, you know I don't. It's this part of life I don't want. So, 
whole thing, the good and the bad, belong. Sati Sampachanya is that, is our ability to, to realize that, to know that in a direct way. And then the, the processes take care of themselves. It's not like Adan Samedo trying to, you know, get his act together, trying to cleanse his mind, free himself from defilement, deal with his immature emotions, straighten out his, his wrong views, his crooked views and trying to, you know, make himself into a better monk and become enlightened in the future. That doesn't work. I guarantee it. (laughs) I've tried it. Now from this perspective then you can use upayas or skillful means so that you, you know, it's not like, like this is all, you know, the idea that you should only do it like this or whatever, but upayas uh, means skillful means for particular things that come up, you know, the conditions or uh, you can you just be mindful of everything, and that's you know that's uh, that's true. You know that's not wrong. But if you know some things are quite quite obsessive or threatening to us, and so then we we can develop skillful means with that. And that, like Lumpa encouraged me. I got a lot of encouragement from him to develop skillful means. Because that takes panya, isn't that you're using panya to just see how you, how I would, uh, you know, deal with, with things that, you know, I could, um, the emotional state, especially the difficult emotional habits. So it's it's like like you can you can experiment. You know, this is don't be afraid to experiment and kind of see what what kind of. You know, using catharsis or, or different, or just talking it out with your, with somebody, with somebody who listened to you, or, or thinking it out deliberately, or listening. One of mine was listening to my thoughts, like listening to somebody, the neighbors talking on the other side of the fence. 
and I'm just just an innocent bystander listening, and then and they're carrying on these conversations, you know, about all the gossip and and uh, opinions, views, and that that that, it, that you know I'm actually producing in my own mind, but I'm listening to it, like not 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 involved, not not getting interested in the subject matter, but just listening as it goes on and on about what it what it likes and doesn't like and what's wrong with this person and what's wrong with that person and why I like this better than that and if you want my opinion about this and I just kept listening to to these kind of inner voices, opinionated, arrogant, conceited, uh, foolish voices that go on. Then I'd be aware that which is aware, and the notice I'd not make a note that which is aware. Um, the, uh, the awareness is my refuge, not in these these uh, gossips or these arrogant voices or opinions and views. That's a skillful means I, I found, but like the learning to help each other in the sangha is listening, learning to listen to somebody, the developing relationship rather of preaching and and uh, and uh, you know trying to um, tell somebody how to practice and what to do. Sometimes all we need to be doing is just learn how to listen, and and with with our own sati sampajanya, just somebody else, they have an opportunity to to verbalize their own fears or desires without being uh, condemned or given all kinds of advice about it. These are these are going to be considered skillful means. There's some some kinds of therapy can be considered skillful means, like the Karuna Institute. There's, there's a lot of monks interested in that because that that can be seen as skillful means or upayas that help us to deal with with. Uh, that's where we, we tend to be most blind and most uh, undeve- undeveloped is on, in the emotional realm. So this upayas is, is like it's you know it is it's uh, learning to you know you you do have the wisdom to do it 
you know, don't consider yourself just a, you know, if you consider yourself, oh, I'm not wise enough to do that, then don't even believe that. <laughs> but also don't be afraid to ask for help and things like this. I mean, it's not, not a matter of one is better than the other, but just, uh, you know, trust in, 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 by your own experience of suffering. You know, if you find you obsessed, suddenly like things will obsess your consciousness, or memories will come up, or certain emotions, or, or, or very kind of silly things can, can just pursue you. Uh, Foolish thoughts or whatever, and then we would say, "I don't want to be bothered with that stupidity and trying to get our samadhi and feel, be filled with loving kindness and and uh, do all the right things and not see what we're doing. We're trying to become. We're trying to make ourselves fit into an image that that is not unreal." You know, is, is imagined. It's an idealized image. So you, the Buddha certainly didn't expect that. So this is in trusting yourself too. You know, whatever way it is for you, that's the way it is, and that's what you learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's where enlightenment is, right there. When you're an emotional wreck, 